what's up everybody welcome back to bike race weekly my name is rick and i'm your host along with my co-host hey guys uh this is ryan gerard thanks for listening to bike race weekly what do we have this week rick what do we have this week this is going to be our 2019 race episode your your guide to the best races in the midwest and the races that we are also most excited about yeah race calendar race episode. calendar talk about what, stuff what we're, we're looking do. forward to yeah. if you live in the midwest what you should think about going to am i right on that exactly exactly okay like you kind of looked at me like i was crazy oh no 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 um so like every i think you know by now people kind of got like a rough calendar on the wall but, you know, we're going to talk about the races that you should definitely go to. And we're from Wisconsin, so we, we might be a little bit biased and we might pick some of our favorite, like, uh, Wisconsin races. But we'll also talk about maybe some races in Illinois, maybe Iowa. I don't really know of many in Minnesota. And then kind of the, the broader Midwest region, maybe down yeah. south a little bit, too. I know for Minnesota, pretty much everything is, like, within the Twin Cities area. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of the same thing with mountain biking. Everything is like within a two-hour range of mm. uh, Minneapolis. They don't have a super long road racing season either. Yeah, I'm completely unfamiliar. I know they have North Star. I'm not sure if it's no, still going North on. Star's not North Star's not going on. Okay, no. that used to be. A that really was like big their race. big thing, the North Star stage race. But yeah. it was like a pro-only stage race. Yeah, correct. So and there I was think no it was amateur races. Yeah, I think it was road race and crit races and time trial and time trial. Okay, yes. so it was pretty legit. It was pretty legit. Okay, so yeah, let's uh. Let's kind of jump into, I guess, our local calendar, our local Wisconsin okay. races. You know, I never asked you, Ryan, how you doing this week? I'm doing really well, actually. Yeah, doing uh, pretty good. We should I, start with that first before we get into races. I just came off of a four-day block of training. Nice. Um, today being probably the hard one of two hours at Sweet Spot. 17, oh, yeah. 1,700 calories. Ouch. So what would you eat a box of bow tie pasta and some venison? A cylinder pasta. Cylinder pasta. I always forget, I don't know if it's actually called wow. cylinder pasta, Changing but I call it cylinder up. pasta. And nice. then also venison bacon. Venison which bacon. I, bacon. I've talked bacon. about that before. It's more like ham than yeah. bacon. It kind of looks like salami almost. Yeah, actually, it's it's very similar to like yeah. salami. It looked pretty good though. It's very good. Nice. Throw that together. Eat a box. Actually, I didn't even go through a box of it. Wow, trying to get lean, huh? No, but <laughs> I get really full after that. A lot of that. It's filling. But I had um, the last time Anna was here too. She uh, left a batch of monster cookie dough. Oh, nice. So I've been eating a lot of those too. Oh, okay. A lot of cookies. Sna- you're lately. snacking. A lot you're of snacking. cookies. It's nothing wrong with cookies. Yeah, nothing uh, wrong with cookies. Tomorrow we uh, are we still going? Are we going rock climbing? Yeah, we're gonna go, we're gonna keep our tradition of Friday rock climbing day. We uh, we've both managed to get into bouldering, and uh, you know, I anybody interested in getting into bouldering or rock climbing, you need to go like a couple times to get your hands used to like holding on, uh, and your just general arm strength, like kind of used to like fatigue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we're we're going every Friday, and I think that's for next off season. We're definitely going to do a lot of rock climbing. Yeah, I think. that that really works muscles that you do not work while biking. No, it's good to get like some other stuff. It's yeah, it's completely opposite of biking. also it's mostly upper body. Me and Anna, because of that, went out and bought a uh, pull up oh, bar. Oh yeah, you guys got a pull up bar. It's in my other room here. Yeah, are you gonna put a hangboard off it too? Uh, you have to drill those in. Otherwise, oh. I totally would. Actually, I've been Maybe looking. Next year. I actually looked online, and they do not recommend getting a hangboard until like you get more experience. Yeah, it can really mess up your your fingers. 
Oh, true. It yeah. puts too much stress on your fingers. Which I'm okay with. I don't want to train for anything. I just want to go. For yeah, and if your fingers aren't ready for that stress, you can really damage them. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. The more you know. How's your week? Morning. The week was good. Um, rode this morning before work. I get up pretty early, and I, I work in Madison, so I drop my bags off in my office, and I kind of do some some time around the Lake Loop in the morning, and it's like a nice, pretty chill ride, and the, the roads aren't too busy. Sun's coming up. Sun's coming up, so it's like my quiet time during the day to just get some miles in. It's pretty nice. Was it chilly? You know, it wasn't bad at all. That's why I rode this morning. It was any. I'm so psyched whenever it's above 40 degrees at 7 a.m. in the morning because it means I can ride before work. I hate riding when it's like 30 degrees before or 30 degrees in the morning because my feet just always get cold no matter what. Yeah, see, I've been like contemplating riding to work. Yeah. And like every single day when I go to work, I was I'm always thinking, yep, I'm glad I didn't ride today. But my mm-hmm. office is cold in the morning but gets up to today it got up to 76 degrees that is hot for an office it is i actually bought Jeez. i bought a uh, desk fan and put it right under right underneath yeah, you, my desk you run hot oh my gosh i was sweating at my desk before Jeez, right and like I, the the thermostat is right across from my desk and i just watch it throughout the day just go up it starts at like 72 and yeah. in the afternoon it's 76 thick boy problems i guess all right well enough about us now let's get into more about us. us. Yeah, but <laughs> racing. Okay. Okay. So, so the w- first race yeah. is April 20th, I believe. Yes. We used to start racing like the first weekend of April, but the last two winters have been really, really snowy. So they've been, I think they've canceled races. I think both, if not at least last year for sure, the first like weekend or two weekends of races has been, can- has been canceled. But of course this year we actually have decent weather now. So yeah. Is kind of a bummer. If you're if you're looking if you're so like let's say you're in Wisconsin and you're looking to start racing. Uh, I know Illinois actually starts racing. Like they have a couple crits like the first weekend of April. Um, they're kind of mostly in like the suburbs of Chicago. So anybody that's kind of like in southern or central Wisconsin, you know, it's not too far over the border. They have a race in South Beloit. Yeah, which is, which is about an hour from Madison, basically on the border of Illinois and Wisconsin. Yeah, so that's and not even, too bad. Yeah, and that one hour like drive south, the the weather is like night warmer. or day, which is it'll insane. be like five to ten degrees war- warmer just in that hour drive. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, that's like the first weekend of April. I don't know. Are you planning on doing that race? That's like next weekend, literally. Uh, not next weekend. Um, I have a Saturday work thing oh yeah that's right yeah like a training thing yeah. yeah yeah well it's like an exercise okay so i'm going so in on a saturday no racing which is pretty nice because i get You're paid i get well i get tomorrow off yeah it's kind of like we we need to go in on saturday so i get friday off t- tomorrow friday off not too bad which is pretty nice because three-day weekend yeah can't complain about that yeah all right so no racing for us but anybody in the area if you're looking to get some racing started go to illinois uh, the weekend after that, so like I guess we don't start racing in Wisconsin until the third weekend, I think. Yeah, of third April. weekend. So you'll have to go to Illinois if you want to do any racing before that. But our first race of the year is the Whitnell Park Cycling Classic. Yeah, which yep. um, uh, someone that we both know uh, posted a picture of the course. Oh yeah, a few weeks ago or something. Bad roads. It was. Like, if you remember, like, all the potholes last yeah, year, apparently worse. it just got way worse. So, Whitnell Park is, like, notoriously bad pavement. It's, like, a, like it's just a, a neighborhood, essentially. 
You, no, it's, it's, your, a, it's like a park. Yeah, okay, it's, like it's a, a park. Yeah, yeah it's like a, a city park. It's your classic up and down crit. You yeah, know, there's up, down, up, a down. hill on each side of the course, and then a downhill side. on the other two sides. Yep, nothing, nothing too complicated about it. Uh, it's really fun. It's actually like a it's a it pretty a fun cool race. race. It's yeah. it kind of undulates a little too. So like it's not it's not like a lot of hill courses where it's like straight up the hill, straight down the hill. Yeah, you kind of have like some variation in mm-hmm. the the topography. Uh, so I always look forward to that race. And as weird as it sounds, like usually when you hear the word hill crit, you think of like the hard crits where half the field gets dropped. But not many people usually get dropped at this race. Uh, partially because it's so early in the year too. Yeah, but it's yeah. usually not too bad. I have showed up to this race before, very unfit and done okay, and I will be showing up this year quite unfit and try to hang on. Yeah, you know, um, I always get a little nervous whenever anyone calls a, a race a hill race because um, you've just, got your pure hill races. Like yeah. if you, if anybody's familiar with like the Tour of America's Dairyland, like Schlitz Park is what everybody thinks of when they think of a hill race. Yeah. Where where the downhill is kind of long and windy, and then you just hit a wall. Yeah, like those are those are hilly crits. Or you know, if you're like a lot of people have heard of uh, like um, what is it called? Uh, uh, Tulsa Tough. Uh, I think the the last day is Crybaby mm-hmm. Hill. Yep. Where where the hill is just steep just and wall. hard, yeah. and it's like a wall, right? So those are pretty hard for people that are carrying any extra weight or like, yeah, I mean, you gotta I, be I've really al- thin. Yeah. I've always been like a really light rider. So like mm-hmm. those have never affected me that much. And, and also too, the light guys like to attack on those races cause they can kind of start to shell some of the heavier riders. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're not Hills that like I struggle on. Mm-hmm. It's just like after an, an hour of just constantly going up it every two minutes. Yeah. That really just starts to eat at you. And then like the last couple laps are just like lights out hard too. Yeah. It's like you, if you, it's never a sprint. It seems like it's always just like who can get over the hill and ride the downhill. The yeah. Cleanest, right. So yeah, that's, that's always a blast for, for me, at least those races. You not so much. Right? Not so much. Yeah. Man. So after Whitnell park, I'm trying to think, we kind of go into like a lot of the classic Wisconsin races mm-hmm. around us, and this is still like I consider anything through April for us early season. Yeah, so the lacrosse omnium is yeah, it's the, the first weekend of May. Yeah, yep. which uh, me and Anna will be in Colorado for. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, you know I'm kind of on the fence. I think I like for any race that I got to drive more than two and a half hours. I usually like to have some buddies with yeah. me. Yeah. So unless I can pull anybody in our friends group i i might skip that one i don't know it is a very cool race so i really recommend Mm -hmm. anybody that's interested in doing it to definitely go it's a it's a traditional i call it a traditional usa omnium or like uh you know an american omnium which is you do like a an uphill time trial uh or like an amateur omnium really it's an uphill time trial followed by a road race followed by a Mm -hmm. crit so friday is your uphill time trial saturday sunday I just think it's always like ridiculous with races like this though when um the the time trial is like a five minute tr- time trial something like that and most people got to ask off work to to make and, it up on friday to do the time trial but it's like a 30 dollar race for, oh yeah for yeah, a five minute time i think trial. the efforts were between like you know five and ten minutes depending on what class you're in yeah. so it that is Yep, I kind of agree. That is like a, a bit of an ask for most mm-hmm. amateur cyclists. I just went into did the road race and the crit last year. That's what I would do is just do the road race yeah. and the crit. The road race is a really cool course. It's 
I would say it's pretty twisty and turny. Very, it's got two main hills, like one really long, super fast ascent, um, where you get like you get up to real. I don't. I didn't have a, like I didn't have speed on my bike, so I don't know exactly how fast I was going. But like we had to have been like over forty for sure. Like wow. we're flying down this hill. You know what they need to do. Huh. Um, back to the pricing thing is that they should do the TT and the road race the like same day. Yes, yeah, package where it's like thirty dollars for one race, but ten dollars for the second, mm-hmm. and, and the that time tri- time trial can be your second. So it's either pay thirty dollars for just the time trial <coughs> or just the road race, or forty dollars for both. I'd agree with that. Yeah, that's a good idea, Ryan. Yeah, sorry. No, what were you saying? It's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then. And then it's very twisty and turny with like some really like kind of mini false flats. And then you, you're brought to like the base of the main climb, which is quite a difficult climb actually. It's, it's not terribly steep. It's, but I think for us in the Midwest where we're like complete flatlanders, it's just something that you're not really used to. I think it's a rough, roughly like a five-ish minute effort. So it's, like I said, not super steep, but that's where a lot of the separation yeah. happens. When I raced the last year, I did the Cat 3 race, and it actually all stayed together. So it ended up being a bunch sprint for us. So yeah. the I mean, everybody tried as hard as they could to make it hard on the climb, but right when you get to the top of the climb, it's pretty much a pan flat, um, you know, like farm fields for the next lap, essentially. You know, I've cool been, course, though. I liked it. I've been watching a lot of, like, race... Um, videos where uh-huh. they like talk about their race and one thing i've really noticed is how many people uh when they go up hills like that they always try to like kill it up the hill yeah like put down a ton of watts you, you gotta, rather than yeah. like you know using that like doing less watts and dropping back S- in sag the group. climbing yeah sag climbing yeah. if people know what sag climbing is it's you start near the front, and then as you go up the hill, you just drift to the back. Right. And then when everyone's tired, you and you you got a little bit left in you, just go back to the front. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's mostly people who are like racing to the top and then stopping at the top. Well, you've got to think too, like so for for our race, and I think for a lot of races, it stayed together because it wasn't particular particularly hard on the run into the climb. Yeah. So nobody was really gassed like like when we started the climb. So everybody's relatively fresh, right? So even if you're not a big climber, um, you know, like somebody goes really hard. So you've got to get up the climb, get a gap while everybody's kind of looking at you. And then you go up and you're, you're hitting flat roads. You don't get a descent. Mm-hmm. So it's a hard place to really... Break. I, I mean, breakaways do happen there for sure, but it's kind of a it's kind of an irregular place to break away if you do. That's my opinions. I think a lot of the breaks actually happen shortly after the climb, where everybody made it to the top, and then you know somebody just kind of throttled it a little extra, and everybody was tired to chase. So that's where moves were getting away. That's definitely way to do it. Yeah, uh, when everyone else is tired. And maybe right. you and, saved and, a little bit of energy going up. Yeah, and you're picking a spot on the course where people aren't expecting an attack. So like yeah. if you're if you can drill the flats, you get to the top of that climb, dude. Like just go. Like if you're not dead, like just put a little bit of a, a oomph behind your your snap and then just get off the front. Like that's mm-hmm. I think that's one of the better moves on the course. But again, it all depends on who's in the race. You know how how are you feeling after the climb? If everybody else is fresh, it's obviously not going to be a great move. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone always expects 
like breakaways to go at a certain point, mm-hmm. but they never do. You know, there's points on the on the course or a- any course where everybody assumes the breakaway is going to go there, so they they all get ready for it, and that's where the breakaway is never going to go because everybody's expecting it. Like if you think about like a flat road race where there's like a, a lump, right, like a mm-hmm. hill, you know, like the cross, the one I'm just describing. Everybody was just watching the hill or the climb because they just assumed that the, that's where people were going to attack. So everybody was just mentally prepared to go super hard to try to like make it into the breakaway. So nothing ever got away. Also, too, when you have like that's a pretty big race. Call it fifty or sixty people in the in the race. Yeah, there's about, um, about. There's no teams, so you have fifty, sixty people mm-hmm. who are all looking for that breakaway. Right. So. Especially in like cat threes, like it's different in like a cat one where you have teams, but when you're cat three, everyone's racing for their self, themselves. Mm-hmm. It's very different. Agreed. Agreed. All yeah. right. Uh, what other races uh, after that? Okay, so we've got a couple, you know, like smaller races in Wisconsin. Then I know your home race, Nina Menasha. 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 Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know uh, if it's an omnium this year. No, it typically isn't anymore. Are you gonna be back for that one? Oh yeah, that's I, I love never, that race. It's like my favorite course of the of the year too. I, I never have done that race, and I'm for sure doing it this year. Yeah, I yeah. love the course. Okay, yeah, and I've I've always wanted to do it, but I just for some reason it always was never a good time in my calendar. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just seems like a really fun race. So I'm for sure going to do that with you this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be fun. I'm sure Matthew, our, our well, your brother, mm-hmm. uh, he'll probably do it with us too. Yep. Um, I've, I've taken the win twice there. Just saying. Okay. Right. High expectations. You High know, you've taken it in the cat four and the cat three. All that's left for you to do uh, is take it in the cat yeah. one, Ryan. You know, maybe I mean, nobody shows up. <laughs> hey, you find the right wheel. Yeah, I mean, like you, you might strike three times. You never know. You know, the thing about this course, too, is that there's it, it always you pretty like well. a headwind somewhere. Um, like, there's two kind yeah. of straightaways. There's always like, like a really bad headwind every year, single year. Okay. But it, it's a fun course. It's right on the river. Yeah. Um, they always have uh, like beer beer carts come out oh that's cool. from a local beer company yeah they always have a stage which that's awesome. um, to be honest i mean they get a stage for like it's like any normal you know wca yeah. race i feel like it's one of the only races that goes farther north than milwaukee so people get really excited that are like in that area about yeah it, you know oh like yeah diablo cycling i think is the club that puts it on yes and that's like an appleton based that's club? an appleton that's uh the the recyclist is the one that sponsors the team yeah it's a big shop in appleton oh okay so that's pretty cool though it's, it's awesome that people really get into that race for sure yeah um okay so after Menasha, if you so there's a couple other I think that's when road races start to pop up in Wisconsin. Yeah, I think there's two or three. A couple of them. Um but if you're really looking for a sweet race, Snake Alley is mm-hmm. uh, Memorial Day weekend, which well, is in really the quad cities of you. Iowa. Yep, go ahead. Um are you are you planning on doing any road races? You know, I I'm not a huge fan of road races. I kind of just want to do crits this year. Yeah, I, um, I was gonna say the same thing. I think especially at this level, just doing like a random weekend road yeah. race just doesn't really. So the thing about my interest, the thing about road races around here is that the courses aren't very hard. We yeah, don't, we don't have like you know Wisconsin. It's is like a super, long crit. It's like a long crit. Wisconsin is super flat. So, uh, like Palmyra, there's a road, there's, I think two road races Mm -hmm. in Palmyra, which is like a giant, 
uh, like five mile like like loop square square it's a square it's right? always a square so it was I mean I did it last year and it was it was just really boring it's not hard enough like and, and you know if you have the right group you can make it hard enough I guess but like yeah it just it just wasn't hard enough to really and I didn't like the finish very much it's just kind of like uphill into a long straight so that was like a big bunch sprint and yeah in general i'm i'm just more of a i like crits crits are a lot of fun if there was like a really hard road race around us like a really climby super punchy kind of like if they did one up blue mountains blue mountains would be an awesome road race or new glaris i know the state championship road race is kind of out there yeah i'll go to that one i would i would do that road race for sure for sure um but yeah i mean there's not not a ton but Quad Snake City. Alley. Snake Alley is for it, well. It's actually Friday is a road race. Okay. It's Bur- the Burlington Road Race, and then uh, Saturday, I believe. So there's there's three crits. There's uh there's the Quad Cities crit, the Snake Alley crit, and uh, Melon City crit. But I think they're all roughly in the same yeah. area. Um, and I know everybody knows Snake Alley Weekend for the Snake Alley Crit, mm-hmm. which is a, a long, windy, it's actually not long, but it's like a winding uphill, super, super steep road that's covered in cobblestones. I think it's like six turns. Six, I believe. Just it's, hairpin yeah, turns. Hairpin up. turns. Super you, steep. You cannot, you can't go that hard. I've heard that you really can't go that hard yeah. on it because, well, you can like but people like they'll slip a tire they put a foot down mm-hmm. i think oh the very, first lap there's yeah, a lot of people who have to get off most, their bikes most yeah most of the most of the field will be like dropped out of the race like out of mm-hmm. contention and it, that's like a pretty prestigious race to win too if you win snake alley you've got like you've got an engine yeah and the thing about this like the cobblestone path is that it's only the size of the the width of a bike path yeah it's it's like maybe one maybe lane the width of road. a car I yeah mean, one yeah, it's a one lane road so like if if you uh if you mess it up or if you get caught behind people that aren't going you know if you're not top enough, 20 you're you're, you're gonna get you're caught gonna up. get canned yeah so it's a cool race though it's really really cool i i'm not gonna be able to make it this year i'm gonna be out of town but I think I highly recommend anybody that's looking to do like a cool crit weekend. That's a good one. I think that's like a four hour drive from Madison. If anyone's wondering. Yes. I think that's a really good crit. If anybody's looking to do like, that's like the the start of the summer Mm -hmm. crit season. Yeah. Um, yeah, really cool stuff. Um, but after snake alley, then we've got kind of like two weeks until, or three weeks until toad. Mm -hmm. And in between then, they usually also have, the I, th- I don't know the exact weekend but the Glencoe Grand Prix in Chicago is like a or Illinois uh, Glencoe Illinois that's a, a really big race actually so they kind of pull out all the stops uh, you've got like a lot of fence up it, you know they kind of do like the whole like yeah. big race treatment I've never been to that one but I've heard it's a pretty cool race and they I think they have some good prize money for that race as well and you're working Toad this year. Yes. For those who don't know, Toad is tour tour of America's Dairyland. Yes. Um. So yeah, I am. I am working Toad this year. I'm lucky enough with my job to have a, a good amount of time off. So, um, I it's pretty fun to like go work big races, and they let us race for free. Um, I'm not gonna race the entire series because it's really it's really hard to you're out in the sun working for like probably a total of like. 
four to four, six hours. Four to I would six, call it hours. six hours. I'd say yeah, because you usually got to do like random stuff throughout the day yeah. too. So yeah, you're you're kind of working like six hours of manual labor throughout the day, and then they let us race for free. You're also you're getting if you're lucky like six or seven hours of sleep, but usually it's less than that, it's, right? It's just for the entire eleven days there is no recovery. No, you're you're on your feet. So they let us race. I'll probably do uh, like Waukesha, um, Grafton, Downer, uh, Bayview probably, and probably like two days during the week I'll probably do. Yeah, do half the races at least. Yeah, I sure. think that's a yeah, good, good half number. the races probably like. The weekends, but then every other day. Well, you yeah. What you don't want to get to is to the point where you're just like, I don't want to race, but right. I feel like I am obligated because <laughs> the races are free. Yeah, because the second just, the yeah. second weekend of races are the best races. Yes, Bay Shorewood, Bayview, Downer mm-hmm. are I think the three best races of Toad. Um, at least like back to back to back. Um, but yeah, for the two for anybody that doesn't know, the Tour of America's Dairyland is eleven days long. It starts on, I think, Jan- June 20th this year, and it goes through June 30th. So you've got 11 days of racing, no breaks. It's day after day after day. And it's a really, really cool race. I mean, it's like... People come from all around the world <laughs> because the world. this is one of the only uh, races where you can get 11 straight days of yeah. really hard racing. And the races are also like historic. Like You've got some of the oldest and like most uh, yeah, like prestigious races. Yeah. On the crit calendar, you unfortunately, know, if you've won Downers Avenue, I mean, people, you know, in the pro pro races, in the, but, oh, in the pro races, yeah, in the pro races, but people around, you know, if if they knew know anything about crit racing, they they've heard of Downers Avenue. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> this year they don't have Schlitz Park. They don't. They didn't have it last year either. They didn't. No, oh, they didn't, I didn't have it last that. year. They actually brought in Janesville as oh, kind of okay. the fill-in for that. That's gonna be unfortunate to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's a drive. Janesville is a drive, and because everything's kind of based in the Milwaukee area, and this is more James James Janesville is closer to Madison, closer to Madison. Uh, I mean, it's really not close to anything. It's closer to like Illinois. Whitewater. It is close to Whitewater. That's true. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend anybody definitely put Toad on your calendar. Uh, it's an awesome event. It's a super nice production. Mm-hmm. Like you get the whole like the podium. The payouts are insane for amateur races. Yeah. Like you could make a couple hundred dollars in a day if you're a Cat Four, which is like unheard of. Uh, the pro races are awesome to watch. They give out a ton of money too for some of those days. Hence the Downer Supreme that a lot of people have heard of. Two to five thousand dollars. Speaking of which, years. the best part of Toad by far, uh-huh. Downer Avenue Day, they have a to pay for the Super Prem. Yes, they do twenty five dollars. All you can eat and drink, mm-hmm. and you get a free T shirt. Yes, the Downer the Downer T shirts, which are always really cool. Always very nice. By that's that. always the best part of of uh, Toad for me. By that time, that'll be my tenth day working, and I don't plan to race on the last day because I to the Tosa race. Yep. So I will be getting quite intoxicated with beer and brats after my race at Downer. Yep. And I am thoroughly looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. I'm probably going to... Um, me and Anna might just Uber from Waukesha down there. Well, and you guys are welcome. Well, because Anna's going to be close to Waukesha. Well, I mean, we're going to be located in Waukesha. That's where the employees yeah. stay. Well, I'm going to stay with Anna. Well, uh, fine. Whatever. 
be that Your guys' apartment. Be that way. They're going to smell. They? Oh, my gosh. They reek. They're going to smell really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they always smell. I'm going to smell so bad for uh, 11 days. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, I, t- I like to talk about Toe because I just think it's, like, the coolest event of the year. But yeah. we're all biased because, you know, we've, like, grown up. We kind of have a history like, we've, with Toad. We, yeah, we've had a history with, with it. You know, working it, you know, and... Uh, yeah. Being the hometown race, hometown knowing race. the people that put on the race. Everybody wants to win a stage of Toad, yeah. too. It's just like, it's a big deal in Wisconsin. And, you know, it's, it's you know, it's kind of like, it's in the middle of the cycling season, yet it's like the biggest event. So yeah. after Toad in Wisconsin, at like half of the racers are done racing. That's you know, it. And the other thing, too, is, is like when people don't know what bike racing is, mm-hmm. you're like, let me show you. Yes. Come to a day of Toad and I'll show you what bike racing mm-hmm. is. And it's just like the people, the people's minds are blown. Right. My like, first year racing, I was just doing local races, and I, I didn't, I had no idea what Toad was. And I went to Toad, and the first thing I saw on like one of the corners was a jumbotron, and I, I just thought to myself, "What is going on? This is insane. This is so cool." So yeah, it's a special place in my heart, Toad. All right, so that's probably enough about Toad, <laughs> right? Um, so in Wisconsin. After Toad, probably the biggest race, we have our state championships. Yeah. Crit and Road Race are like the middle of July. 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 A few weeks after Toad. A few weeks after. I think it's like three. Yeah, so that's good timing, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah, those are going to be in the Madison area, both of them this year. The Fitchburg Race, which is the state criterium. Yeah. Is they just started doing that last year, but it's a really good race. They try it's a it's a classic crit four corners. No, it's it was in four corners. Fitchburg? Yeah it was. They had kind of they had like a chicane. It was kinda like three They had like a chicane in it. There's no chicane. Kind of. There it's like a triangle. Yeah, but they have a little bit of a twist near the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, a soft Call a soft chicane. A soft chicane. I'll yes. give you that. Yeah. Soft chicane. Good course, yeah. They put up barriers. They try to put some kind of production around it. Yeah. Which it's, I appreciate. I do too. It's hard to get people interested in road racing yeah. after Toad or in July. Yeah. It's just the way things go. But yeah, so that, that'll be fun. Um, the road race. And for those of you in Chicagoland or in Wisconsin looking to do a little bit of driving, the Intelligentsia Cup is essentially the Illinois version of Toad. Uh, which is put on by the same people too. Not all the same people. Most um, of the same. People. Mostly Tom Schuler and I think there might be like one or two other partners from Toad. But yeah. then it's there's then there's a few other people. Yeah, and, and it's I, been growing a and, lot. Like, Intelligentsia uh, in the last few has years. been growing. Toad has been, I think, shrinking a little bit. A maybe little bit, a little. Yeah. Although last year they had their biggest participation day ever. Did they? They did. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Waukesha. Oh, I wasn't at Waukesha either. No, you weren't. I like Waukesha. Waukesha That's a good race. Yeah. But yeah, so Intelligentsia is very different. The courses are are more hilly in general. I think they're harder overall. There are some road races in there. Um, it, I mean, it was fun. I did it last year, actually. I worked that event and mm-hmm. raced it. It, it is fun. Like Intelligentsia. It's very un- the, the courses are very unique. Yes, I'll give it that. Some of the courses, uh, like... The thing I liked about Toad is all of the courses had a really good vibe to them. For Intelligentsia, some of the courses don't really have a vibe. They're kind of in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Um, they're kind of like fillers. But then fillers. You, you, you go to a couple like Lake Bluff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glen Ellen had a Glen Ellen. great vibe to it. Really cool race. Yeah. That was like the highlight of the uh, of the, the event. 
Um, and then uh, actually uh, Elmhurst too. They had a really cool vibe. The whole community gets behind that race, and they like make T-shirts and they make like uh, like posters. And they have this area called the chicanery, which is like a super tight chicane, and people just eat it the entire day. Like every single race, there's a there's a crash there. Um, so yeah, that's a cool intelligentsy is cool. Of like if you're in Chicago or you're looking for like a, a, a big block of racing, it's ten days long, definitely do intelligence. Yeah. Glen Ellen is definitely a must. Yes. If you if you do one day of Intelli, do Glen Ellen. What is it, like thirteen corners? Uh yeah. It's I think it's thirteen corners. Yeah. It is with a big hill. One of the hardest corners. Well not big hill. It's got a hill in it. It's got a hill. Yeah, it's got a hill, but it's so twisty and turny and windy that I mean, it's not hard. It's not so hard where like half the field gets dropped, mm-hmm. but a lot of people get dropped. Yeah. It is a hard race. Breakaways are always going off in those races. So yeah, very cool race. Um, and then there's kind of a lull, I guess. Yeah. Between like the end of July, I mean, there's, there's a couple the, uh, races. Project Echelon. Yep, uh, Pro- Project Echelon Omnium. Yeah, which is a fun one. <laughs> that I, is we, fun. We talked a lot about it last year. Yep. That is definitely a must-go-to, must, must go to, honestly. Yeah, that's they, a really good race. They put it on well. They, the, rate, the courses are really fun, especially it, the crit. Project Echelon is a pro road team, so I think they put on a race that they, as racers, would appreciate racing. Yeah. And you can see how that really reflects in... The quality of the course, the quality of the setup, it's one of the only time-based Omniums in Wisconsin. I actually don't know. I think it's the only one. Aside from maybe lacrosse. But actually, I don't think lacrosse is time-based. I, I think have it's no idea. points-based. Points? I don't know. But yeah, so it's it's a really, really cool event. Um, highly recommend people go to the Project Echelon Omnium because that's kind of one of the only races in August. Mm-hmm. And then our I would say our one of our if not our favorite race is at the end of August and that's if you want to travel a little bit down to St. Louis for the Gateway Cup. Yep. And that's kind of the greater Midwest. Yeah. It's like that's a, still Midwest. Yeah. It's a five hour drive from from Madison for, for us. Yeah. I call it six. If six you, you for know. yeah, six. So yeah, Ryan, I mean, you liked St. Louis a lot last year. Like, what what did uh, you like about those courses? Um, the courses, I liked that they were just so wide, and classic four corner crits. Yeah, but because of how wide the, it's like a four lane road with mm. bike pads on and nice side. cement nice and really pavement. nice cement. Um, Rolling resistance was so low. Just, I mean, it felt and, amazing. Yeah, and they always go around just these gorgeous <sighs> parks. Mm-hmm. Um, just the entire scenery, where they the locations and stuff, just really make this race such a fun race. Yeah, I mean, you could you can always venture out just a little bit to find like really great food and stuff, coffee shops. All the neighborhoods were super cool. They had yeah. their own their own feel to it. The the community, that's what makes a really good race is when the community comes out yeah. and really supports it because it makes it feel like it's so much bigger than it actually is. It's I never, not just a race, it's a community event. Yeah, I never really felt like we were in an unsafe area. No, not at all. Where um there's definitely days in like Toad and Intelligentsia where it's to a little bit iffier sometimes. Since they took Schlitz Park off the calendar, I don't think so. 
Downer is Bayview is a little Bayview is a little Intelligentsia I actually thought there were a couple days where like the area was not good like yeah. South Chicago was one of the races that was not good I thought um, and there yeah I agree with that there's sometimes a couple days but St. Louis was awesome yeah really nice areas you're never far from downtown no you can get hotels that aren't that expensive if you're willing to drive 20-30 minutes not bad at all though no um so just all around just would, such would, a great weekend would recommend yeah it was gorgeous out i mean we got a oh, little yeah. bit of rain hot one night but the, the rest of the time is just gorgeous yeah i'll take hot over rain any day to For be sure. honest all right well that is the road season in i would say the yeah the greater midwest yeah I, I don't think there's really many races past uh no labor day it. weekend that's when i plan on hanging up my bike start rock climbing that's right yeah yeah exactly we already got it figured out for next year yeah so uh you wanted to talk about the upcoming world tour race yes so there's some pretty big races coming up specifically uh gant webblegum is this weekend which is i think sometimes overshadowed by the tour of flanders which is the following weekend Mm -hmm. but nonetheless gant webblegum is a big deal you know that is a that is a very prestigious race to win and is one of the older classics on the calendar. I'm bringing up this the uh, start list okay, real quick because for sure. so we Gent, wanted to uh, Gent Wevelgum is an interesting race because it's probably it's it's probably one of the last classics that and not not to not to uh, leave out Shell Depress that is considered the sprinters classic, but Gent Wevelgum is one of the last classics where a mildly large uh, finishing group can go to the line and it can be a bunch sprint. Now I wouldn't say like a huge bunch sprint, but like a medium group. So last year it was a it was a I think it was like a fifteen rider, fifteen to twenty rider group went to the line and Peter Sagan sprinted for the win about a, a couple inches in front of Elliot Viviani. So very close and it can be won by a sprinter. But then some races some years it goes it's a you know it's a it's a four man sprint, it's a two man sprint. Um, so yeah, it just kind of depends on on who's gonna who's gonna really take it to the line. So wh- what's your prediction? So my prediction is based on how the race has gone in the last couple of years, and based on Elia Viviani's performance last year, I think Elia Viviani is going to be winning the race this year. Ah, interesting. Uh, Fernando Gaviria is also on the star list. So you think this is going to be a uh, sprint? I think it's going to be a twenty rider, a fifteen to twenty rider sprint and i think uh viviani is going to be in that group is that typically how it comes down to in this race it's pretty mixed some years it's a it's a small group sprint and other years uh i don't think a solo rider has won it for a few years now but routinely it's like a small group sprint okay but i think elia viviani coming so close in the last couple years uh is really motivating and i think quick step really wants to win the race so Quickstep has Stebar in this race. They've got Gilbert. Um, who else do they have in this race? I mean, they've got some really good cars to play. Ilio Kais is in this race. So I think Quickstep has so many cars to play that I think their game is probably just going to be sitting on the brakes, mm-hmm. right? Because if Philippe Gilbert goes in the in the move up the road, he's got no incentive to work. He's got the best sprinter in the field, 
right behind him. And the same thing goes for Stebar, and the same thing goes for any of the other riders in that break. Ooh, fun fact, both uh, Wood Van Aert and Matthew Vanderpoel are going to be in this race. Yes, both of them, too, have some pretty good sprint legs. Yeah. I uh, think Van- Vanderpool has proven that he's already in winning form by winning a couple early races this year. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely on track to be in that finishing group. And this is a quite technical race, too, with some some smaller cobbled climbs that is going to require a lot of really good handling to make that front group. So I think Woot, I wouldn't be surprised if Woot and uh, Vanderpool were both in that finishing group. Hmm. I'd say the only, so other than that, I think Greg Van Avermaet has a good chance to win this race, too. Uh, I think he, he has said before that his main goal of his career has been to win the Tour of Flanders. So with the Tour of Flanders being next week you know that he's on really good form you know he was also i read an article this week where he talked about how he's like been pretty disappointed so far right and he's like super hungry for a win he's come relatively close to winning i mean 2016 he had a a a amazing season he won the olympic gold medal and then 2017 he won perry roubaix which was to everybody's surprise because van avermaet's really not the type of rider to win Roubaix. He's better at punchier climbs. He likes those kind of like quick cobbled ascents that really breaks up a lot of the uh, sprinters. And Perry Roubaix has always been considered kind of the the classics man, like the heavier rider that can really ride the cobblestones. So Isn't the, that Greg Van Avermaet? No, he's not a super big... I mean, he's kind of a medium-sized oh, rider. Okay. I've always thought he was like a bigger guy. No, I mean, he's really... He's not on the bigger side. He's probably medium-sized. He's smaller than Peter Sagan, for sure. Really? Yep, he's smaller than Peter Sagan. So the fact that he he's done so well at Roubaix, and he's won Roubaix, but he's not managed to... He, he's gotten close to winning Tour of Flanders, but that is a, a race that by far suits him the best because it's full of punchy climbs. Mm-hmm. It's just up the Paderberg repeatedly over and over again. So Yeah, my my uh, prediction for this weekend is going to be either Peter Sagan or Matteo Trenton. Both good choices. Yeah, yeah. Matteo Trenton has been having a great season. He was also in the finishing group over yeah. the Poggio in Milan-San Remo, which means that he can handle those quick, punchy mm-hmm. accelerations. And he's won sprints this year. Yep, and well, he won the sprint for the European Championship last year. So yeah, he proved that he can make it happen. So I think, yeah, I think the classics are going to do well for him. Yeah, and I think next week we'll probably talk about our picks for for Flanders. I think I love watching Flanders. Flanders is a great race. It's it's so exciting, mm-hmm. and I think based on how everybody does at Gent Wevelgum, it'll be a good indication as to who's going to be in the in the mix of things for Flanders. Mm-hmm. I like Flanders because. Uh, it's a fast race, but it's like breakaway heavy. Like the winner is always is. from a breakaway. Yeah, it's it's always a small group that goes to the line. It's never gonna be it's never gonna be twenty or thirty riders that make it over the Paderberg and stay together. Yeah, so it's always fast. It's exciting with the Paderberg. It's a loop. I think loop races are the way to go for sure for fans' sake. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Especially with an like, iconic climb like yeah. that. I'm very excited for that race. All, All right. right. I that think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Sounds good. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bike Race Weekly. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Bike Racing Weekly. Follow us on Facebook. That's where we'll put up our new episodes uh, and share the links there. We're available on iTunes and Android. Uh, you know, iTunes uh, podcast store and 
Stitcher. That's where you can find us yeah. mostly. We just put up a uh, Gateway Cup video on our Facebook. Oh, yeah. That's right. So go check that out. Uh, besides that, yeah, uh, on Facebook is always where we update when these episodes come out. So following that page is a great way to get updates. And I think that's it for this week. Till next week, everybody.